Hello there. Welcome to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today we will be chatting with Carlos Gill, author, entrepreneur, thought leader, and keynote speaker. We will be discussing social media marketing for small and medium businesses. Thanks for tuning in. Let's jump in. Right, so <clears throat> I'm not feeling well this week, so I have been taking a lot of medicine for my throat, throat infection and uh, been, been managing it for last one day. So my, my boss at the work said that, why don't we cancel today's session? I said, no, I book my guest a month in advance and people have given the commitment. So I have to uh, go ahead with the show whether I'm uh, feeling well or not. So I might be uh, sounding a little bit different, but just bear with me because I have a super, super, super guest today, right? So I, uh, I, I'm always striving to bring on people who have done a, who have a fantastic uh, set of experience and work which they bring along with themselves, and who are ex- who have an exciting story to tell all of us, right? So it's 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 very, very, very important for us to. Uh, you know, look at other people so that we can get inspired by their work and the kind of attitude they carry during different difficult times like this, right? So today, uh, I have one of my favorite social media influencers, Mr. Carlos Gill with me. You might have seen the notifications I put out on LinkedIn, etc. So Carlos Gill is a uh, is Last year, he published his book, which is The End of Marketing, Humanizing Your Brand in the Age of Social Media and AI, right? So he is, uh, and uh, well, his book has been one of the bestsellers last year. He has done a lot of work. He's one of the top keynote speakers, international keynote speakers on the topic of social media, etc. He's an award-winning digital storyteller with over a decade of experience leading social media strategy for global brands like LinkedIn, Vindixie, Save a Lot, BMC Software, etc. Et He's a first generation Latino. He's very proud of that. Gill's work has been featured in CNN Money, Harvard Business Review, Mashable and Social Media Examiner, in addition to a dozens of other publications. He is currently a CEO and founder of Gill Media Company. It's a full service digital marketing agency based out of Los Angeles which works with a lot of Fortune 500 clients, right? So he uh, is going to join me in a, in a while. So he is one of the uh, one of my favorite people because he is one of the most honest social media influencers I have come across. If you look at his uh, Facebook presence or Twitter presence or uh, anywhere, he, he is as real as he gets. He also have a show called Real Talk. So... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I chased him down to do this show because I wanted him to come on and give some information about. One second, he's just having some problem. All right. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, I chased him down to do this because I wanted SMBs, especially small and medium business owners, to get one thing across today because 
it's it's very important for them to understand uh, the importance of social media for small and medium businesses. So Carlos is here. So without further ado, I'm gonna bring him on. What's going on? Hey, Carlos, welcome here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I am uh, getting my day started here in the states. I'm actually, if it's cool with you, man, I'm I'm gonna go on Instagram live. Fantastic! You can do that. All right, let's let's do it. Right, so I, I was I was mentioning to the viewers, uh, Carlos. I I love your work, right? And I I have always found you as a real person, a person who speaks from the heart. There's no facade or anything. It's just as real as it gets. So I was just uh, introducing you. You just missed your introduction, by the way. So I just uh, you can redo it again if you want to, <laughs> or we could just we could just start. Rolling right into this, man. No, I, I appreciate your support. You're definitely a real one. You're really active on, on social media. And I think one of the keys to really growing your brand as a thought leader in this space isn't just in the content that you post, but it's also by knowing who are the players in the space. And you're definitely one of those players that you know, I've seen, you know, throughout the years, you know, not only do you show love to my content, but but to a lot of other colleagues as well. So uh, when you reached out to me, I was excited. I said, you know, let me let me talk to the homie. Right, right. How is how is how is the, the situation in U.S.? How is your work? How is all, all good? You know, the situation in the U.S. is a situation in the U.S. Um, you know, we're. We're restricted to working from home, wearing masks everywhere we go. In terms of the book, uh, book sales for the end of marketing have actually been really strong this year. And I think a big part of that has to do with the fact that the the title itself has kind of an end of days apocalyptic type vibe to it, you know, right. which which kind of resonates with where we're at now in the world with COVID-19 and you know the pandemic. But um, the reality is, I think a lot of folks are getting their their understanding now that humanizing your brand isn't just a gimmick, but it's a a way of doing business. Right, right. And you know, I think that in itself has has been more of a blessing than anything for my book sales, um, because going into this year, twenty twenty was supposed to be a global book tour year for me. I was going to be speaking all over. Uh, the world promoting the end of marketing and then COVID happened and, you know, to change that plan. So, you know, uh, you know, pivoting when you see, you know, when you see what's coming several miles ahead of you is right. really important. And, you know, even though I can't speak in person, I can still do podcast interviews, do interviews like this and reach an audience globally. Right. Uh, so thank goodness for, for technology. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that book, by the way. I got Thank it you. some months ago, and uh, it's it's actually a, a right book to read at this point of time for everybody, <laughs> because the time's been crazy, and you need to, you should humanize your brand at this point of time, right? So, uh, Carlos, just to give a background, I started the show uh, three months ago uh, when the COVID kicked off because I wanted to bring on some inspiration for mm -hmm. everybody because everybody, whether you are employed or you're uh, you're an entrepreneur. Everybody is struggling with their own uh, things to deal with, right? So I am bringing on people like you who can share your story, give them some tips which they can take home and implement and get the results, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. So I have curated a set of questions for you, uh, mm -hmm. which I will uh, show you one by one, and you can uh, take it up and give your insights on that. So shall we uh, kick off? Let's do it, man. Drop it like it's hot. 
<laughs> right. So uh, the first thing, uh, how do you think this COVID-19 has impacted our world, the marketer's world, basically? Well, you know, I think what COVID-19 has really done from a marketing standpoint is it has um, it's really forced us first and foremost to be more empathetic. And the irony in all of this is that I used to hate the buzzword empathy. You know, 2018, 2019, my goodness, I can't tell you how many of my marketing colleagues would be at conferences talking about engage with empathy, engage with empathy. And at that point, it didn't really click because first and foremost, like you should always give a shit about your community and engage with empathy, right? Like right. I wouldn't understand any other way to engage with someone, but in these times when engage with empathy really means is lean in first with understanding what your consumers or, or your customers are going through, engage more and sell less. And I just did a four hour masterclass on this a couple of days ago uh, in, in which I was teaching marketers that work at corporate brands. The reality is that right now people are losing jobs. They're being furloughed. The ones that do have jobs are working from home. They've got kids around them. They don't, they don't know if they're going to have job security going into the holidays and the new year. So there's so much uncertainty. And when there's times of uncertainty, it doesn't feel right to constantly be in people's faces selling your latest ad campaign. And yeah, you know, I talk about this in the book quite a bit. And then the marketing again, pre-COVID, I was encouraging marketers to spend more time listening and engaging as opposed to just creating content for the sake of creating content. And you know, there's this there's this misconception I think marketers have, especially younger marketers coming into the space, because what happens when younger marketers come into the space is they start to consume content from the older generation, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about like the generation even before me that kind of paved the way for marketers like myself to have the career that I have. And you hear about this, this saying quite a bit that content is king. Right. And I actually believe that that's false. It's not content. Content, what, what it is, is noise, right? If I create content and no one engages with it, then what good did that content do for me? Right? It just created noise. It created a little ripple in a large ocean, but it didn't do anything for me. But community is the real king. And I think what COVID has done, going back to your question, is it's forced us to go back to the basics of why we're on social media, which right. is community. And that has nothing to do with content. And even so, if you want to start getting into the debate around, you know, well, you got to post and this and that. Okay, have conversations with people, right? Like having conversations with people is content, you know? It's, it's simple, but I think we've gone so far away from those basics because social media has become such a, a strong platform for marketing uh, that going forward, if your brand is going to survive, you know, really this, what I consider a digital apocalypse yeah. in light of COVID, you're going to have to do a much better job at the basics of community brand building as opposed to content marketing. Right. Absolutely. Because I, uh, I also am getting a feel that the brands which would have done this for some years now, they would have, they have a fair chance of surviving this at the moment because their community will back them during these difficult times. Mm -hmm. Right. So communication is key. Right. So my next question will be, uh, I predominantly focus more on smaller medium businesses rather than enterprises. So my next question is uh, from that angle. So how can social, small and medium businesses leverage social media for their growth or even survival? 
at this point of time. So I'm glad that you asked that because I'm streaming here on Instagram now and someone asked a very similar question. Uh, if you don't post content, how are you supposed to get people to engage with you? Which I think is extremely valid and relevant in this context. However, think about what social media really is. Like when you, when you start to like unravel the layers of this onion, right? It's not influencers. It's not just business gurus. It's content that operates as a search engine. So if I'm brand new to Instagram, for example, and I'm looking to make my mark, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the search functionality within Instagram or Twitter in this case also as my best friend. And I think, again, a lot of marketers, the way that when they log in, their inclination is, well, what can I put on my page to drive people to my page? But let's take into account that you're engaging within a broader ecosystem, which is not just your page. And if you're not getting a lot of reach, like, for example, if you get 30 likes on an Instagram post, okay, why not try to get those 30 likes within a bigger accounts comments section where people are paying attention? Why not use the search functionality to find the people who are potential customers for your brand? And engage directly with them within their content. Again, it's working smarter, not harder. So I would say, again, my advice to any small to medium business is do a better job of listening to what's being said. Maybe people aren't speaking about your brand, and that's, that's, that's possible. But do a better job listening to what's being said and engage with those people. And I'll give you a very real life example that has helped me with selling my book then to marketing. Right. I get an email sent to me every single day. I use this service called Brand24. And this is a growth hack. So for anyone that's watching, listening to this, this is a growth hack that I implement every single day. So you heard it here first. I use a tool called Brand24. And every single morning, I get an email sent to me of every single person on Twitter that in the last 24 hours has tweeted the phrase business book. Any person... That is tweeting with the keywords business and book to me indicates that there's someone who likes business books. It's, it's, it's that simple. This is elementary learning that we overcomplicate every single day. So if I know that you like business books and guess what? I am the author of a business book. Of course, I'm going to go have a conversation with you. Right. Yep. Yep. So every morning while I'm having my coffee, one of the first things I do is I look at this email and it's not like thousands of tweets I have to look through. Honestly, dude, it's like maybe a handful. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm niching down at that point. What I do is I just reach out to these people. Like, Hey, have you heard of the end of marketing? Now granted, (laughs) I'm not necessarily building community with, with them in that moment, but I'm asking them a very honest question, which I already know the answer to. You probably have never heard of the book before, but what you're going to do now is you're going to be inclined, since I know you like business books, to click on that link and be like, oh shit, the author of this book just tweeted at me. Damn, <laughs> all right, this is kind of cool. And that in itself has led to, just in, in the last year for me, people that didn't know who the heck I was, that now follow my content religiously, people that have bought the book, people that have reviewed the book, people that have recommended the book to others. Like that 
is just one example of what anyone can be doing to use the data that already exists. So think about this. 10 years ago, we didn't have this much data that existed on social media. So this is 2020. Social media is not new. So instinctively, we go to Google when we want to learn something, find a business, you know, research. But Twitter and Instagram work no different than Google does. But the difference is you go to Google to find businesses, you go on social media to find people. Absolutely. I guarantee you, if anyone were to actually use this strategy to a T, you would be like, all right, it's less about pushing out content. And now this is really easy to find people. And I get what Carlos is saying. You find that people are talking about the subject matter that's relevant to your business. And then you go after them and they're, they're right there in front of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I love that growth hack. By the way, I had never thought about it that way. And also, I think I think it's very critical at this point of time to contribute to a conversation or engage in a good conversation with people rather than keep the selling at the back end and try to be there for them. And as you mentioned, empathy will play a key role. It, it's been a jargon for a long time, but now it really makes sense for every marketer to use empathy in the real sense and get into these conversations. Fantastic. So far, I think I think the, the people who are listening and watching, they, they already got worth, worthwhile uh, growth hack, which I'm pretty sure people will implement it. It's, it's fantastic, actually. I can look at a couple of use cases for my business itself, <laughs> whether it is through Brand24 or via any other uh, platform. Right. So uh, other, other thing uh, I want to ask is when, when it comes to small and medium businesses, always the question comes out as budgets, manpower and all those things so keeping uh, the the challenge of sh shooting budget or manpower uh, do you have any tips for smb owners who want to leverage the power of social media yeah you know if, if you're a small business owner and you're limited from a resources standpoint there's resources out there that exist uh, i'm a big fan of using fiverr um fiverr is a really good resource to hire copywriters uh hire graphic designers you know, SEO, you know, the Fiverr marketplace is, is great. Like that's the first place I would recommend that you go and you find specialists who can do what you need them to do. But I think even before you go off and you hire a specialist or a freelancer, what you really need to do is have a strategy in place. Uh, because let's face it, social media in itself is a job. You know, it's not a nice to have. It's not something that you just kind of check in once a week and post a piece of content and then come back. Like it's, it's a job. You know, we've right. created career paths just around social media marketing for a business. So the first question you need to ask yourself is what do you want social media to do for you? What purpose do you foresee it, you know, serving for your business? What problem are you trying to solve? Uh, you know, I have a personal brand. My personal brand in itself operates as a lead generation system for me. I don't do traditional marketing. I don't do traditional cold calling, pitches, direct outreach through LinkedIn emails. I don't do those things. Instead, and you can attest to this because you follow me and you've kind of seen that progression. Instead, I just give people value. I give them what I know, like I'm doing here, like my my content's an open book to my brain. And the key is there's no, there's no real secrets or like proprietary information. Like this is what I've told other colleagues of mine in the space before that have like masterminds and courses and things like that, 
what people really are opting in for is they like the way that a person presents right. because they like the vibe. They like the tone. They like that. You make things really easy when you overcomplicate shit. And I realize like there's click funnels and all these different systems that exist. Right. When you overcomplicate things to really appear to be the guru of gurus. Okay. What you're doing is you're actually limiting yourself from, from opportunities and from sales too. Right. So instead, I have this philosophy of you just give people as much as what you know. What's going to happen is instinctively, as consumers are taking in this content, they're going to say to themselves, wow, like this guy seems really knowledgeable or this lady is like really knows her shit. Let me reach out to them and see if they do consulting. Let me see if I can book them for an hour one on one. Like, let me get on my on my podcast. I mean, like that is how you grow your business in today's day and age, right? But that's something that I had to I had to by through trial and error realize on my own that building a personal brand can actually be fruitful in terms of driving leads to my business. But I'll give you the flip side to that. In in recent months, I launched an e-commerce store called Outlaw Masks. Yep. And my brother-in-law and I have been building our brand through our own personal brands and our own personal networks. Whereas, like I just said, we're to a point now where we're actually thinking about just getting off of social media altogether as a small business because social media from a brand standpoint is not what's driving in business right now. We don't have as a, as a new startup, we don't have the volume of people mentioning our brand that we really need to pay someone or have someone on deck, just pushing out content. No one sees we get much higher return by us ourselves driving content through our own personal channels. And quite frankly, Vivek, and I promise I'll shut up and turn it back over to you. Like this is what I teach through my book, then to marketing. Um, what humanizing your brand really means is replacing a logo with a face and a voice. And when you do that, what you realize is people are more prone to buy from a real person than they are a logo or a service or a product. Right, right. Uh, that's actually, I, I will never stop you, uh, Carlos. We can keep talking. <laughs> I, I wish I could take more notes, you know, because it's a, it's a very critical point which you mentioned, you know, because uh, when you, when you have a face, a personal brand that makes a lot of difference because uh, when you mentioned that I am a big follower of Gary V as well, mm-hmm. right? So he is the epitome of personal brand and the way he puts out without any expectation. It's just giving out value. Things come back to you naturally. So I think SMB owners need to, I, even I have written a blog post recently about it, why SMB owners should focus on the personal brand as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point over there. All right. So my next question will be, uh, there are a lot of social media platforms. It's it's it's, it's a flurry. There are there are things getting mm-hmm. banned. In in India, TikTok got banned recently. There are, a lot, of plat- <laughs> there are a lot of platforms out there. So if 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 an SMB owner has to ask you this question, which are the platforms Carlos Gill will recommend to them, and why? Man, platforms I would recommend is, is first of all um, your own platform where you can collect data uh, and then social media really just becomes a feeder source to drive people back to back to your own.com. Um, you know, I think where right. social media ultimately is headed is going to be more private. You know, you're starting to see WhatsApp groups becoming, you know, bigger and bigger Slack channels. I just signed up 
for a new messaging tool. Um, I guess I was late to the party because a lot of people are already on it, but uh, Telegram, did you guys have that over there in India? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we have. You know, these communication mediums, what they're really doing is cutting out the middleman, which is which is the social networks. The social networks themselves are in business to drive revenue by selling ads and by tapping into the data right. that they have. So, you know, if the question is like, well, what's like the one or two channels where you should be spending your time? It's definitely Twitter. Yeah, you know, you know, Twitter's always been my favorite social network. Uh, and I would say from a pure advertising standpoint, it's Facebook. You know, the great thing about Facebook right. is you don't need to maintain a presence on Facebook in order to be on Facebook. You can just use Facebook to advertise on Instagram, on Facebook, but also on their partner networks as well. Like Facebook is a powerful, powerful advertising platform up there. I'd say with like, you know, Google, um, but I'd say again, like those would be my two choices. I think everything else, you know, is just noise. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy TikTok from a com from a consumer standpoint. I mean, it's not for right. me personally as a creator, but you right. know, it's entertaining. Uh, if they were to ban it here in the U.S., which there's been talks of that, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd necessarily miss it and be sad. But I also, I think at that point, there there'd be a lot of people that would be heartbroken because they they've created their whole business around a social network, and that's dangerous. You know, and I've put some of this, some content out on Twitter recently. Like if you're a creator and you've built your entire business around TikTok, wow, you're, you're literally banking on a social network, uh, sticking around in order for your business in business. And that to me, Vivek just seems, you know, more risk adverse than I'd be willing to take. Absolutely, because a lot of people crying out uh, because TikTok is banned in India. There were a lot of people producing a lot of content on that, getting a decent amount of success as well. But now all of a sudden the government banned it and they're mm -hmm. they're the receiving end of it. Right. So mm -hmm. by the way, uh, I just question, you were one of the top influencers of Snap as well, if I'm not wrong. What's that? Right. Uh, you were one of the top influencers for Snapchat as well, if I'm not wrong. Right. Used to be back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I found you first. Uh, that's Back where in I the day, man. It's before. it's it's been a minute. You know, Snapchat was fun. I was an early adopter of the platform, um, and I really enjoyed seeing how that platform grew because my career also grew in a very quick uh, amount of time. You know, Snapchat afforded me the opportunity to go speak all over the world about Snapchat for business. Uh, because I, I found that lane. Uh, and I think there's people now that are probably doing the same thing with TikTok, but you know, Snapchat also ran its course, right? As soon as right, Instagram right. stories came out, people figure, well, I already have an Instagram account. Why try to, you know, grow on Snapchat when I could just do the same things I'm already doing over here on Instagram. And that's when, that's when really my mind started to shift from being viewed as an expert in a platform or going all in on a platform to really just looking at these platforms for what they are. They're just places to get reach and meet people, right? Uh, don't get married to any of these platforms. And that would be my advice, whether you're a creator or a marketer or a small business, like don't get married to the platform. Be married to your business first and be married to your customers, right? Because without them, without your community, all they are is just technology. They're just platforms. That, 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 that's all they really are. Right, right. Just tools to carry your message. That's it. 
Right. So focus SMB, if you're an SMB owner, yeah, if you're an SMB owner, focus on your business and your customers. Simple as that. Right. So since we're talking uh, since we're talking about the platforms, I want to touch upon Facebook a little bit because you just gave a uh, touched upon the enormous power it has. So how can SMBs leverage the power of Facebook for their brand and community building? I know a lot of SMBs have a good Facebook page with a lot of engagement, things like that. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, my thoughts are first and foremost is uh, leveraging Facebook to create a group uh, versus a page. Uh, group engagement and uh, overall and groups seem to be where Facebook it nowadays is giving uh, the platform still organic engagement. Uh, because you can't run ads in groups, at least yet, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, so I would say that if you're struggling with getting people to visit your page, maybe think about creating a group. The group doesn't necessarily need to be around your business. It can be more of a group to drive awareness and engagement around a topic. Um, right. You know, So, for example, if you have a business selling, I don't know, uh, outdoor gear, right? Think about maybe creating a, a group for wilderness fans. Right. Where you still can market within the group. I would say, again, going back to what I said earlier is Facebook ads. You know, the ad platform on Facebook is, is just strong, man. Um, and if you're driving people to your website. Like if you have an e-commerce business like I do now, you know, we're running retargeted ads. So you visit our website, you don't buy something. Next time you go to Facebook, you're going to see our ads. You know, you're going to see us across Instagram. Um, you know, where else can you, can you put money towards targeting like people who like a product or a service or are a fan of someone, you know, I don't know of too many other places that are as effective as Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So that's, that's uh, actually the ad platform is fantastic with the targeting and the kind of, obviously the, the, the amount of people on Facebook itself, I think any brand will find their customer or prospects over there for sure. Right. So my next question will be a little bit different than this. It's about LinkedIn, right? So LinkedIn mm -hmm. has always been looked upon as a professional networking platform. Can SMBs or SMB owners leverage LinkedIn as a platform for their branding? Yeah, the, the thing is, there's a fine network there. Like LinkedIn is great to build your thought leadership and your influence, professionally speaking. Great platform to build relationships. But the reality is that LinkedIn, I don't feel, is used in the same way as, say, a Twitter for networking. Right. So I often encourage people to not lose sight of Twitter. Uh, instead, go to LinkedIn, identify who it is that you're looking to do business with, and then see if they have a presence on Twitter and engage with them and network on Twitter. Because you know, chances are on Twitter, you can see what people are talking about personally you can have a different type of vibe of conversation than you can on LinkedIn. Right, absolutely. Right, so um, going on, um, I want to just pick your brain a little bit more. I hate that word term, pick your brain. Uh, go for it. That's why we're here. <laughs> right. So I want to I wanna ask you your top three advice for SMB owners. We have been talking about it. It's like a repetitive question, but still. Your top three advice for SMB owners for using social media as a growth engine for their ventures. Uh, top three tips for using social media as a growth engine. Like I said before, listen, listen and pay attention to what's being said. Um, post content is relevant specifically to your customer. You don't need to be famous. You don't need to be an influencer. Just post content that's relevant to your audience. Um, and I would say the third 
piece of advice for social media for a small business is have a plan, have a strategy, you know, which goes back to something, something I said earlier. Like if you're not strategic, you're going to be wasting your time. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I'll add a fourth. You don't need to be everywhere. You know, that's also a misconception that I think a lot of folks make. They they feel that they have to be on every platform and, and you don't have to be on every platform. Yep, yep. That's that's the, how a typical social media strategy conversation goes with the SMB owner. Do I need to have this? Do I need to be on this? Do I need to do this? Etc. So you don't have to be everywhere. Select the right uh, channels and mm -hmm. have a plan and go ahead. All right. Fantastic advice. So uh, my next question will be, you know, there are a lot of SaaS startups or, uh, you know, uh, platforms who use social media as a customer support channel or customer service channel. Mm -hmm. can, can SMBs uh, leverage social media as a customer service channel? Is it possible? Yeah, absolutely. In the early days of social media, uh, social media was predominantly used as a customer service channel by brands and then it, it, they when i say they i'm talking about enterprise marketers kind of moved away and they started using it more of an advertising channel and, and and again you know social media can be used as the best form of customer engagement customer service when you're really paying attention and you're listening i'll give you an example of this um i've shared this example in in conferences and in my book as well i'm a big fan of cole Haan, the the shoe brand Right. And if you go right now on Instagram or on Twitter and you just type in hashtag Colhan or just Colhan the brand, I guarantee you there are thousands of messages that Colhan as a company has never bothered engaging with. And that's a big swing and a miss because right. that to me as a marketer looking from the outside makes me question what's your purpose for really being on social media if you are going to ignore the fact that you have thousands of customers that have spent money on your product, but yet you never engage them? Right. Biggest mistake, biggest mistake. Right, so uh, I've seen this with many brands, actually. You, you just quoted one example, but in India also, if I look at most of the brands who are famous, we have money, who have employees mm -hmm. on social media, managing social media, but never responding to any questions or concerns on social media. Right. right. So it can work out as a good customer service channel for anybody. Well, for that absolutely. 100%. Right. So my next question, before I get into the personal side, I want to talk about a little bit about your mm -hmm. book. I want to talk a little bit about Outlaw Masks and that brand, etc., etc. So before that, my last question about social media will be, do you think an active social media community can help SMBs during this COVID situation or how I can think, they, yeah. I, I think you can, I think social media can help. I think it is helping, but again, you need to lean in with empathy. You need to engage more and sell less. This is not a time to be right hooking and selling. This is more of a time to be, to be present, to be there for your community. I think, you know, people on the outside that follow me, they're probably like, oh man, you're so full of shit because every time I look at your, your social media, you know, you're talking about masks, but think about it. I'm also building a brand in, in during a pandemic, right? During a pandemic, I created a product, first of all, for people in the pandemic, right? Wearing masks. So, you know, I think there's a very fine line between how you market these days. Um, you know, your message has a lot to do with it. Uh, but I think there's still enormous value in these times because let's think about it. More people right now 
are at home, more people are tapped into social media than, than they were before when life was quote unquote normal. Absolutely. Right. So that's, that's about the questions on social media and I wanted to collect as much as insights. It was fantastic. Now let's focus on Carlos Gill and the other things which come along with Carlos Gill, right? So first thing, the end of marketing. That's that's a fabulous read. I don't know if you guys haven't picked it up, pick it up and check out the book. It is every chapter gives you a lot of actionable stuff because I have taken tips from that and implemented with my team and I have, I've, I've got so happy about I did that actually. So for people who haven't read it, Carlos, I want you, you know, the theme is humanizing your brand, right? Mm -hmm. So can you elaborate a little bit? What does that mean? Well, what it means succinctly is replace your logo with, with a face and a voice, give some context and some meaning to who you are as a company, uh, what you do as a brand. You know, historically, the way that we've looked at brands is we identify them based on a logo. Like I love Nike, right? But to me, they're just a swoosh. I don't know of a single person that represents Nike uh, outside of people that I see on the streets wearing their clothing, right? So why doesn't Nike do a better job spotlighting their customers? Why don't they give their customers an outlet to talk about the brand? You know, and I think that we're going to start seeing more of the customers telling the narrative and even employees telling the narrative of a company going forward. So, you know, the book in itself um, is like a 12 chapter odyssey uh, in which there's a good amount of storytelling in it. Like I, I'm walking people very much through like a progression of even my career um, in marketing, but at the same time, I'm teaching people each chapter actionable tips, you know, actionable advice that they can immediately apply in their business you know some of it is you know more relevant than you know to some businesses than others but yeah i guarantee you you're going to read this book and you're going to walk away feeling you know refreshed and energized and ready to to dominate the space and you're probably gonna look at the space of social media a lot different than when you you know first opened up the book absolutely absolutely i, I completely agree with that right so now you travel across the world to give talks that's your normal lifestyle. I see your pictures on stage, off stage, this country, that country, that was your life. Then mm -hmm. pandemic happened, right? So Carlos now pivoted and you came up with a brand called Outlaw Masks. So uh, mm -hmm. I saw some cool pictures of some cool designs and you, your brother-in-law, everybody wearing them. So can, can you give a little bit idea about what it is and whether who all can get it? Is it only for people in US? Right now, we're only shipping to the U.S. and Canada. Uh, we hope to be shipping to uh, to India and uh, you know to Europe here soon. We just honestly, man, we because we have all of our products stored here in the U.S. We just have to work out like the shipping rates and stuff like that. And like that's the challenge that I'm learning because you know, truth be told, I have a big audience and following in India. I look at my analytics, and I would say like. When I look at my analytics, for example, like on Instagram and Facebook, um, like India is always on there. And I have a lot of engagement from folks in, in India. So, you know, thank you, India, for for following me. I really appreciate it. But what I was going to say is, you know, we're selling a product that retails between 15 to $30 in the U.S. Um, right. Our shipping to Canada typically is like between $20 and $25. So, like, my fear is that we'll just be too expensive to ship overseas. 
So yeah, like, I'm yeah. curious to hear, and this is actually good insight for me since I have you here on the line. Like, I'm curious, like for you guys over there in India, are you used to like paying higher, like higher yeah, for so, items that come, you know, imported from the United States? Yeah. So there's a target audience specifically for that. People who prefer stuff which comes from abroad and they have uh, their set preferences on products and brands, which are coming from especially us and Canada and things like that. So you have a pretty set target audience. Uh, you will have to just target them the right way. So, so it's basically not- just a matter of, you know, targeting people who I would assume are, you know, affluent, right. Yeah. They can afford, you know, spending a little bit more on a, you know, a fashionable, you know, high quality fashionable item. And, yeah. you know, they see 30 us dollars or whatnot for shipping and it's like oh it's just what we already pay to get anything that we, that we want. absolutely, absolutely. They will not. So is, it only, is it only mask which outlaw sales now or you have other products so shirts as well yeah so we just launched a, a shirt collection uh in the last couple of weeks i'm excited about that man and uh you know we're having fun with this brand it's uh it's something that really was an idea out of necessity and like we're really having fun growing this brand now right when i saw you first posting about i thought it's, it's some kind of joke you're playing you know you, right. you just 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 but suddenly i could see a barrage of with people wearing it and people committing good things about it you know and everything I, what i will say Sorry. man is everything i do is calculated right i believe in taking risks but I also believe in taking calculated risks, intelligent risks. You know, you shouldn't do things just for the sake of doing them. Um, But, you know, I think a lot of people when I first launched this brand thought the same thing. Like, oh man, what's this guy doing? You know, Uh, but, you know, we're three months in and business as well. We're moving masks. I really enjoy seeing people wearing the masks. Like, just like I enjoy seeing people holding up a copy of my book. Like there's something really cool about seeing someone else another human being holding your product and sharing it with the world it, there's no other feeling like that absolutely absolutely i can totally relate to that and understand that fantastic i wish you all the very best for that part of Thank the journey you. right uh-huh. my last question for you today will be about gill media you have your own digital marketing agency so mm-hmm. how has the pandemic impacted that part of business you know it's had a big impact on the business and that's a large reason why you see me now focusing on e-commerce. So previously I was working a lot with enterprise brands and, you know, I lost a good amount of business back in March. And a big reason for that obviously is because of the pandemic, but more specifically, excuse me, a lot of the brands that we were working with, they let go of practically their social media teams. And, you know, that's what I noticed in working with enterprise clients is your contracts can be really big, but then you get used to these really big brand deals, which for one, take a very long time to land brand brand deals with enterprise clients. But then two, like your contract is really dependent on the person that got you in the door sticking around. And anyone that's worked with big brands knows that you could sign a two or three year retainer, but there's always out clauses you know, there's always, you know, force major clauses that, you know, brands, they know the loopholes. Oftentimes you send a contract to them, they redline it, or they make you use their contracts. And as a small business owner, you're like, what are you going to do? You're going to fight with a billion dollar company, right? Over a contract. No, you're like, 
fuck it. I'm going to just take the money and hope for the best. So, you know, I haven't been pushing the agency side to be completely transparent with you. I haven't been pushing the agency side at all since, since March. Um, yeah, I've been promoting myself to do virtual consulting, virtual workshops, but again, just to keep it 100 with you, a lot of these companies don't know what their future looks like beyond this year. Um, a lot of the marketing departments and the market, well, a lot of the marketing departments at enterprise brands, I'm talking about like some of the biggest brands in the world, they've been just gutted and a lot of social media marketers, well-known social media marketers at these brands have lost their jobs. So as a business owner, I had to ask myself, and we're talking about way back in March now, like, this is why you see me now that I'm like more, I'm more chill because I'm not really worried because I've already got over the initial shock in March. I said to myself, shit, like this, is, <laughs> this is going to be around for a while. Like yeah. if some of my closest colleagues slash customers are just getting laid off now, I can only imagine it's going to be a while before things return back to normal. So I just figure I'm not going to be pitching brand deals and I'll just put that, that piece of the business on hold. So to be frank with you, um, you know, I rebranded Gill Media to Gill Brands. And right. as part of Gill Brands is Outlaw Masks. I'm getting ready to, to actually drop another e-commerce brand uh, around coffee here very soon. And you'll just have, you have to stay tuned, man, to see all the, all the wizardry that I, that I pull out of my hat. That's very nice. Very nice. Because I'm pretty sure that, you know, however the situation is a person like you will come on top of it. So it's, it's, it's never an issue with that. So I look forward to all the exciting stuff that keeps coming from you. And uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank, I, you, I, I just, thank you for agreeing. Uh, I'm so grateful to you and, uh, Hello to your family, lovely family, and uh, have fun. Stay safe, and uh, as usual, we, I'll I'll be following you on social and having conversations with you. Thank you. God Likewise, God. my brother. Thank you for the opportunity today. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. For more such exciting episodes, please follow the Thrifty Marketer podcast. See you soon.